Welcome back in to hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm a gangster. Listen, that is one of my favorite posse cuts. What was that on? The Chronic 2? I mean, the chronic, not the Chronic 2. Um, the the Last Meal. Okay, it was on Snoop's The Last Meal. That's Snoop and Bad A-Z-Z, right? No, no profanity here. All right. We can. I'm not sure. You know, I just want to make sure that we are FCC compliant. As always, welcome back into hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we're going to continue a little bit on this, you know, Cedric, Steve Harvey, Ricky Williams, all of this, um, cat, all of this energy that Cat Williams has stirred up. Now, of course, there's some that believe that Cat did this strictly for PR. He has a tour coming up. He, you know, wants to get the word out. It should be noted that he said, now, again, we know that there's some moments there where there was some little exaggeration, perhaps some hyperbole that was utilized in his storytelling. But a lot of the things seem to be checking out. Cat said that for his most recent special, he received eight figures. What did we learn? Eight figures is at least $10 million. So those are his claims. Basically, he says he does that without promotion, without much marketing. We don't know if that's true or not, but Netflix does continue to give him specials. So we'll have to see. Andy mentioned before we went to break that Cedric the Entertainer responded, which he did. I had a chance to check it out and listen to it. Um and Cedric basically said, that's my joke. I've been doing it probably before Cat started doing comedy, backing up the spaceship, cutie pie in the um, window, bumping it. That's his joke. He also said that he's had Stokes jokes stolen from him as well. So I don't know if that was meant to make Cat feel better. I, You know, some people were being a little picky about his usage his word usage, I should say, because he's made the statement as well as in I've had jokes stolen, too, as in me and you, as in maybe I did this to you, too. I don't know. You'll have to make your judgment. You can find it on social media and check out said's words. We gave you some examples of the jokes that, you know, might have been inspired by. But um, listen, it blew up the Internet. In less than 24 hours, it had almost 10 million views. So clearly people were sitting up and paying attention to what Cat Williams had to say. Ludacris jumped in because I don't know if you caught the interview, but Cat basically alluded to the fact that there was a moment when he and Ludacris were both going out for the same roles. And he said they were both invited to do the Illuminati Illuminati thing, but one had to cut their sideburns and hair and one would go on to make $10 million or maybe I'm getting the order mixed up. But basically, he insinuated that, you know, Ludacris joined the Illuminati to get into the Fast and Furious franchise and get the big bucks for each of those films. And there's, what, 10 of them now. And Luda's been in about eight maybe seven or eight quite a bit you know and the fast and furious is still a growing franchise you guys are still going to see them like fly cars in outer space and (laughs) do whatever but i suppose it's a good time so get money that's what we say over here so 
before we get into Whoopi Goldberg in the list, um, there are some other stories that have been, you know, buzzing around happening that you need to be aware of. First up, Valentine's Day is approaching fast, right? And did you know that situationships now have their own candy? right? Usually we give candy hearts on Valentine's Day and it says be mine, you know, forever love, whatever they say. Well, now Spangler, that is the company that makes the, you know, sweethearts candy, the little candy hearts that have the messages on them. They are releasing a line strictly for situationships. And what they're saying is conversation candy for confused singles. And there will be limited edition, of course, just in time for Valentine's Day. The box will contain blurry, misrepresented, and misprinted candy messages. And the slogan is, they'll be as hard to read as Gen Z relationships. So, um... You know, if you have a message you want to pass on to your not quite significant other, maybe you'll get them a box of these situationship candy messages and it'll do the job for you. They are the same candy, but just all with mixed messages, right? The brand actually started in 1902 and popularized the phrases such as be mine and kiss me, right? And anyway, uh, they were acquired by the Spangler Family Candy Company in 2018. So you sending those to your um, friends with benefit, your sneaky link. We used to call them missions back in the day. All of that. We'll have to see. When we come forward, we're going to get into Whoopi Goldberg's comments. And there are a couple of others that have dropped their commentary along in it to make sure that you understand, hey, I wasn't there, or if you think I was there, it's not what you think. We'll get into all of that and more on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So before we get into Whoopi, I just want to give you a little public service announcement brought to you by Magic Johnson. He actually tweeted this earlier, and excuse well, yeah, we're still calling them tweets. He tweeted it on X because we don't know what they're called. Um, and I thought it's important. I thought it was a good reminder. And it's just something since it's the new year. We're still in the first week of 2024. Put it out there as a good reminder. Magic said, I encourage all men, especially black and Latino men, to go to their doctors and get their annual annual physicals because it's so important so I thought that that was a great message to send the first <laughs> week of the new year it is because oftentimes you know a lot of us weren't brought up going to the doctor for preventative measure measures you know usually when we would head to the doctor it would be because something was wrong per se not just to get checked up and so we think about going to the doctor as something that means something bad is happening. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it could be preventative. It could save our lives, make sure that we're healthy. So just wanted to share that message because I thought it was a good one. All right. We want to start 2024 off amazing and to make sure that you have candy to offer to your situationship if you are so involved. Listen, speaking of health, before we get into Whoopi, um, do you like Chick-fil-A? Everybody does, of course, right? Except on Sundays when they can't get it. 
Well, a new report says that over the last two years, the prices at Chick-fil-A have jumped over 21%, right? They were one of the first chicken chains to increase their, you know, sort of prices. This came a little bit after the pandemic. They jumped the price of their classic chicken sandwich by 15% in 2022 and then did an additional menu-wide increase of 6% in January 2023. So, um, listen, they attribute these rising costs to the more expensive ingredients, packaging, and transportation issues due to inflation. They also have said that supply chain disruptions have caused more expenses. And, you know, they aren't worried because we love Chick-fil-A. And you got to think about it. Chick-fil-A is one of the number one fast food franchises. And they aren't even open seven days a week. So, I don't know. Are we just getting used to the creep? Basically, that all of these new prices are it and there's no return to the old ways? I guess so. All right. Well, someone who is not getting used to the drama, to things, is Whoopi Goldberg. Listen, you guys tried to put her on Epstein Island and she's not having it. Not at all. She actually took some time to set the record straight about the claims that she was one of the names that was included in the alleged Epstein flight log list, which as mentioned, and I'm going to continue to bring this point and hammer it home just because it's so easy for misinformation to get out nowadays, especially when it concerns something like this. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories of who, what, when, where, and how, and what is being obscured and things of that nature. I just want to be clear that there is no list per se that has been released It is 900 different documents composed of depositions and various other, you know, phone calls and emails and conversations that was put together from the 2015 lawsuit, I believe it was, against Ghislaine Maxwell. So that is where this information is coming from. It should also be noted that there are two newspapers that are suing to try and get access to the unredacted information of these files to get a complete picture but so far what has been there have been some names that have been accused of having sexual contact but it is not the names that people have been mentioning or were expecting so let's listen to what Whoopi had to say because you know I have to explain because there was there was a fake list yeah and I'm on it so you, 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 you were on the island? I was, apparently, I, I don't know. Allegedly. They said I was on the island. They said, I'm, and I'm like, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> if the story well, was I, about a bus, it yeah. would be more so, believable. Yeah, maybe, but it's like, you yeah. know, so I'm just going to say, you know, and there's been a lot of stuff recently. I don't know what I've done to anybody, but apparently there are a lot of these, these kind of sites that are, what do you yes. call them? They're parody or they're satire, satire sites. Oh. But people don't realize that they can be yeah. harmful. So let me just get my part out. Okay. I never got kicked out of Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. 
Oh, gosh. Never got kicked out of Gaffieri's restaurant. <laughs> I didn't get kicked off Bill Maher's show. I didn't get into a fight with Oprah backstage. So Whoopi basically is laying it all out to you. Stop believing these internet rumors. Stop throwing that jacket on her. She is not a part of that crew. And there have been, I don't even want to get into some of the names that have been tossed around. People love a good story, you know. And I think that there has been more excitement about what potentially could be mentioned than what actually has. Although there are some, for example, Alan M. Dershowitz, who was an Epstein associate and he was also Donald Trump's lawyer. And he was mentioned as have been involved in, you know, some unscrupulous activities. And it also was mentioned that not too many years ago, he wrote an article in the paper about statutory rape being an outdated concept. And in opening, it says, if a 16-year-old can choose abortion, she should be able to choose to have sex. And it went on to explain why he believed that there was no longer a cause to have an age barrier as far as sexual relationships go. So, And he is one that was accused by Virginia Roberts as one of the individuals that she had intimate relationships with at the request of Ghislaine and Jeffrey. Um, Naomi Campbell also defended herself for her past association with Jeffrey Epstein. There was, of course, a resurfaced social media post video that, you know, is spreading the rounds, as we have mentioned the internet is quick and like the FBI, so they're going to dig any and everything up, sometimes without context. And allegedly, this was a video that was made prior to him being jailed in 2019. And um, it's um, Naomi, she was discussing her association with him. And she said that there was there's a photo in in it, it was a picture of Jocelyn Maxwell, and they were on a yacht, and it was Naomi Campbell's 31st birthday. So this would have been Naomi's, what, 53 now, almost 54, so well over 20 years ago. And the young lady that is suing Jocelyn was 17 at the time, and she also was in attendance. And at the time, Naomi was a Victoria's Secret model, and she said that Epstein was always front and center at the brand's fashion shows, and she added that she was introduced to him by her then-boyfriend, an Italian businessman named Flavio Bratore. And again, it was at her 31st birthday, and she said, I will not be held hostage by my past. Um... She said that basically it wasn't that type of situation, you know, it was just a birthday party. He was there. She said that the backlash that she is receiving is not fair. She did say, I've always said that I'm not a saint and that I am a work in progress, 
but I won't be held hostage by that. She said, what he has done is indefensible. And when I heard it, it sickened me to my stomach like everybody else because I've had my fair share of sexual predators. And I thank God I had good people around me who protected me from this. She said, right now I stand with the victims. You know, they're scared for their lives. She went on to say that she shouldn't be chastised for taking a picture with people at a public event, given who she is. Because people, you know, ask to take photos all the time with famous people. And you don't necessarily know this person's background. Um, You don't necessarily know what they're into. But you are obliging someone that is a fan of your work, a fan of the product that you put out. And, you know, taking a photo. She said, I've rubbed shoulders with hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, I find it extraordinary that of all the hundreds of thousands of people that I've stood next to in pictures or at a public event, they've chosen only these few photos. She said, it's going to be very difficult to be photographed at public events because you're going to think if you do take a picture, is it going to be the one that is taken out of context and used in a negative way for me? She said that she wouldn't lay down and let people continue to come after her. We can all read between the lines and know why they keep coming at me, but I will not lay down and let that happen. She said the frightening conclusion here is that if the negative action of your neighbor, colleague, or even associate can somehow make you guilty, but simply by association, then we need to live, we indeed live in very worrying times and we should be concerned. This affects us all. It is wrong. It's unfair. And it must be stopped. And I think the danger in it is that we have access to so much information now, but in a lot of instances, people are not taking the time to really dive into the information or look at it or apply context along with it. And we're just spinning and we end up in these situations and conversations where all of these accusations are being made unchecked and, you know. They will continue to roll out and we will continue to try and sift through fact from fiction and make sure that you're getting the most updated and accurate information possible. Fahima in the chat says that why are people continuing to make up stuff? They do this nonsense for clickbait on their podcast. And she added that Alan Dershowitz is a dirtbag and always has been. Listen, people want things to talk about and sometimes... The mystery of it, the rumors, the unspoken is much more exciting than the truth. The truth may be a little too mundane or lack the scandal that people were hoping comes along with it. Well, speaking of scandal and revealing details and such, Jonathan Majors is finally ready to discuss his high profile case and the guilty verdict that came along with it. He's preparing to have his first sit-down interview since the trial has taken place. It is going to happen on Monday. Well, it's going to air, I should say, on Monday, uh, August. Lord, how am I skipping winter, spring, and summer? Monday, January 8th on ABC. And it's going to be with anchor Lindsay Davis in ABC News Live Prime. 
And they said that it will be available for streaming Monday night. And it's going to be on, I guess, snippets of it will be available on Good Morning America Monday morning. So it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say. We have already, obviously, heard some of his positioning, heard what at least his legal team presented forward as far as the case and some of the details. We know that he hasn't been sentenced yet. He's still awaiting sentencing but he did receive two guilty verdicts, both for misdemeanors, one for harassment, one for um, actual assault, which is the actual incident that they are calling assault is when he picked up his ex, Grace, and put her or pushed her or threw her, depending upon what your viewpoint is, back into the SUV when they were arguing before he took off sprinting down the street. So... We'll see what he has to say on Monday. You know that we, of course, Monday night right here live on KBLA Talk 1580, RSVP with Jill Monroe. We'll get into the details with you. Meanwhile, while that is happening, we know that Jonathan Majors had several film projects lined up, one of which includes his role as Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel Universe. And he's been dropped from that franchise And we know they were wrestling what to do. Will the character be written out and they have to rewrite things? Will they just simply recast another actor? Well, listen, there is an actor that's name is being bounced around as one of the potential replacements to majors in the franchise. And I want to know what you guys think. Would it go down? Let me say this. I certainly believe that this individual has the acting chops to take it down. But are you ready to see someone in that role? Now, there is an age difference. Jonathan Majors, early 30s. This particular actor, over 50. Award-winning performances, right? We're talking about Coleman Domingo. We know we recently saw him as Mr. in the color purple, also in Rustin. He was on Fear of the Walking Dead. We know he's been in Euphoria. He won an Emmy Award for that appearance. He's also in Rustin. So what do you think? Would you like to see Coleman Domingo in the role of Kang the Conqueror? I might be open to it. Might want to see what he could bring to it. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. Listen, when we come forward, more trending topics and headlines. You're locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Tell what year, circa approximately, that song or some of their production songs. Because it has the, what is that, the, like, I'm going to give circa... That's got to be early to mid-2000s, I'd say before 2006, 2000-ish, around that time frame. Huh? Which one? 2006? No? Oh, you want me to actually guess a year? I said circa 2006 or below. I think it's between 2000 and 2006. Maybe 99, but feels like it's somewhere in there. You're so warm. Just guess the year. You got the pocket. You got what? Five years to choose from? Seven. It'd be six, six, six. My no, I said 2006, 99. That's seven. That is seven. 
Is that Babyface? It sure is. Okay, when would Babyface have been game to work with the Neptune? How about this? How about this? This might help you out. All right. Oh, there she goes. When did this come out? That's definitely in the 2000s, right? Early. I want to say 2003, 2004. I don't know. 2001. Okay, I was a little, little late, but I knew it was in there because I feel like that that um, and I can't think what instrument it is now. But there's a little, not quite the Shakespeare bubbles that you used to hear like on Bills, Bills, Bills when Shakespeare and Candy were producing stuff. But there's a little sound to the early Neptune stuff. If you think um, that song kind of has a little bit of the same instrumentation, if you think about um, what I just want that and there's exactly that and something else like that kind of sounds like around the same production or mood that they were in for. I just want to love you Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. To me, they just sound their music, their production just sounded very futuristic. Yeah. So, you know, it just had you feeling like, Considering it was the early 2000s, the new millennium, that was just perfect sounding music. It matched. It matched. It's where we thought we were going to be, you know, them and Missy and Tim. And now here we are. And I don't know. Do you think that producers still have a signature sound? Like, I know they have tags, but do you think that they legitimately have signature sounds currently? Uh, Mustard, for sure. Um, If we're talking new producers, I wanted to say Hit Boy, but Hit Boy is actually pretty versatile with really his production. Really is, yeah. Um, I, you know, he would have. I would have to hear his tag in order for me to know that that was Hit Boy. Um, I can't think of any of the newer producers that just has a particular sound, but Timbo, I, I, I sure. he has a sound. Yeah. Kanye, before you know, he became all crazy and wacko. He definitely had a sound. Just Blaze had a sound. Uh, DJ Quick, Battle Cat, all these cats have sounds, but nowadays, I don't know too much. I know, it just, it's so interesting how the more we evolve, the weirder it gets. I don't, you know, maybe there's a through line that I'm just missing. We might have aged out of certain sound packs. I don't think so, though, you know. At any rate, um, not sure if you heard Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. His home caught on fire yesterday, and everyone got out of the home in time. Nobody was hurt, but um, the fire was allegedly started by a child playing with a lighter. We don't know if it was Tyreek's children or someone else that was at the home. He wasn't there. Tyreek was not. When the fire started, it took fire officials about two hours to put out. And he bought the home for approximately $7 million after being traded to the Dolphins in 2022. So we are appreciative that all the fans, all the fans, all the family is okay. No one was injured. None of the firefighters or emergency team was as well. So um, I hope that if it was his child or a relative, that they understand the seriousness of their actions. I think that 
You know, we don't have after school specials anymore and stuff like that. That stuff, even though it was a little cheesy, I think that it was really important. It kind of set some standards in a kid type way that you could kind of see. And, you know, maybe all of the conversations or the way they got themselves out of the situations would necessarily work. But I do feel like... um, it sets something up, you know, we don't have those moments anymore, those little, I mean, I guess we do, but it all seems like it probably comes from social media, and we know social media can be the devil, or something close to it, depending upon how you utilize it, and who you go to for your sources, and what have you. Okay, so listen, I know I'm not the voice of reason, but I do have some relationship information to share with you because we do discuss lifestyle and culture here as well. So there was a study done and in this study, it says that women are still emotionally available and supportive to their male counterparts, their significant others, when they're at home, even when they are experiencing high levels of stress at work. But the same is not true for men. Um, They use the example of a gentleman named Tim. When he came home from work after a draining day, both he and his wife reported that he was a poor listener. He seemed distracted during her conversations about how her day went, and he showed her less affection and concern for her feelings in general. But the opposite happened when she had a bad day. The couple rated that they spent more time together as a family. And even though it was tense, well, no, 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 no. They said that when they did spend time together, when he had come home for a stressful day, it was tense. It was less time, obviously, and less enjoyable. But the opposite happened because they said that when wives were put in the same situation, their stressful work day did not affect how much emotional support they provided to their husbands or the amount of quality time they spent with their family. They still listened. They still gave affection, nurture, and guidance and emotional support to them. And the overall quality of the family time improved, right? Another pattern they found among the women in the sample was that when men had a rewarding day at work, they did not then turn around and come home and still provide more emotional support to their family and wives, and they did not improve their quality time. So suffice it to say, you know, no matter what, we are always putting in work, no matter what our quality of life is at the moment so you know it's just a little note for you men out there just be more aware a hug goes a long way uh dang baby that sounds rough something keep that in mind when we come forward more trending topics more headlines you are locked in to rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 you are locked in to rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 So listen, do you have Verizon Wireless for your cell phone service? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. No, seriously, Verizon has agreed to pay $100 million to settle a class action lawsuit that allegedly stemmed from the company unfairly charging some of its customers an administrative fee. 
and they did not disclose that fee in proper form. So basically what this settlement is um, and how to, I'm going to give you the information on how to file a claim, basically. So on November 8th, Verizon agreed to settle a class action lawsuit that basically stated that they unfairly charged its postpaid individual consumer wireless service account customers. That's a tongue twister. An administrative charge um, or recovery charge, according to the settlement website. They agreed that Verizon misled customers about the price of these plans and that they weren't adequately disclosed in their advertisements or through their representatives when you signed up. So again, it's $100 million to settle the lawsuit, but in doing so, the company, of course, is admitting that they did no wrongdoing, and that's pretty standard as far as these things go. Now, if you feel that you are entitled and you go and you sign up and you're a part of the settlement class, Verizon can pay you up to $100, but the final amount you receive depends on a lot of various factors, so including how many people actually submit for the claim, so, and also how long you've been a Verizon customer. So basically, the more people that submit, the less the dollar amount <coughs> is in relation to the claim. So... People that are eligible are those who were Verizon customers in the United States and received a postpaid wireless or data services program from the program or plan from the company and then were charged the administrative fee or the administrative charge from January 1st, 2016 through November 8th, 2023. So you need to go back and check your bill. And Verizon is sending out emails and letters to customers that were affected by it. So if you receive this notice, um, you're included in that class of customers and you can fill out the information and get your coins, right? So look out for that. Okay, listen, last night we mentioned on the show the commentary that went sort of back and forth not at that moment at each other but surrounding Lil Boosie's comments about the color purple and T.S. Madison came out and she had a response to Boosie being comfortable bringing his young daughter in to watch the other elements of the color purple that also make it just as jarring outside of the love story with Seeley and Shug in the film. So Boosie responded yesterday to T.S. Madison and said, you seem offended because of the truth hurts. The movie had great acting, but it's just not appropriate for my little girls to watch. And it's not just me. Um, and he called her transsexual Maddie. Is that what the TS stands for? I don't know. At any rate, um, he said that feels that way. He said there was comments across all of social media about the film. It's a lesbian love story. And TS responded and said, I am not in any way angered at you, sir. There is no accountability ever taken for any of the contributions you add to the demise of our community. Our community as in black people. You had folks agreeing with you because they are just as misguided in their thoughts as you are. 
You sat there with your daughter through all of the parts dehumanizing and demeaning black women, a sex slave, black woman, a beat up black woman. And the moment she finds love from a woman from up under the black men that abuse her, that's too much. And now it becomes a gay agenda. I shouldn't expect much from a man who paid a grown woman to sexually assault his teenage son and nephew, thinking that that makes him a man, in quotes. No, sir, that makes them and you a mister, referring to the character in the color purple, obviously, but you knew that. She then added, as long as you speak on making our existence as LGBT people an agenda to hurt kids, I'll be right here to remind you of your part in damaging kids. Be blessed, love. And, you know, again, she has a point. Overall, the context of the film is not something that is necessarily appropriate for a child to see in several aspects and moments of it. So, I don't know. If you can explain away those other things that happen in the treatment of women, why could you not explain that aspect? And certainly it is your choice when you want to introduce these conversations with your children and with your family. But taking that particular scene, which in and of itself is a much lighter treatment than the original or even what is included in the book, right? I don't see why you couldn't have the conversation about that aspect if you were going to have any conversation about the film. Are you saying that your child would recognize what's happening over here with these women and not the things that are going on when Seeley is being abused or talked down to? I have to agree with that. It it just, the simplest thing would be to not take your young child, whether you respect these actors and actresses, they are in films that are more age appropriate for you to see. Taraji, I believe, is even in an animated feature. So I, I think at times we also have to take accountability for how we expect the world to show up for us as parents, I don't know if I'm making sense when I say that, but I guess what I'm ultimately saying is you have a job as a parent too, and it doesn't just start when the content that's there isn't to your liking. There's a little foresight that has to be done. I mean, just like, you know, you check the child's safety locks when you put your kid in a car seat and things of that nature. It's just a bit of follow through and you are free to raise your child in any way that you like but seeing as you also have a daughter that is a part of that community an older one I I think that that would be you know another maybe nice way to introduce the conversation if you so see fit clearly you don't though but that's another conversation so Listen, we have a lot happening in the last hour. It's Throwback Thursday, so we're going to get into a little bit of a throwback topic. R&B singer Monifa, she was around 
in the 90s, you know, introduced by Heavy D. Um, what is it? Miss You. That was her first single. Nice single. Nice video. And she recently appeared on a podcast from another 90s artist, also a former radio DJ now, jumping in the podcast space, Miss Jones. And they had a conversation about some 90s stuff, including some of Monifa's relationships. So we're going to talk about that, what she had to say about her relationship with Queen Latifah back in the day. And also she has an opinion on the situation with Diddy and Cassie, of course, that has recently been unveiled. She was on, I believe she was on MC, I'm not sure if it was MCA or Motown when she came out at the time, but obviously MCA was affiliated with Uptown Records, which we know Puffy was an A&R guy for, so I'm sure maybe they crossed paths at one point in time. We also... If you haven't downloaded the app, now's a good time to do it because in the next hour, we are also bringing you an interview with the stars of BET Plus series, Kingdom Business, which will feature Yolanda Adams, Loretta Devine, Soraya, Lamaya Good, and more. So it will be available audio only. So you can listen to that on the website, kbla1580.com, or download the app because you want to do that anyway. So pick your thing that's going to be coming up soon. So make sure that you are in the pocket and ready for that. All of that coming up on the other side. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.